who's going to reach out to Aaron on Twitter with some safe Google searches that he can go on to research what he needs to know about Vulcan sex. Captain's Pod, Stardate 3166.22.1. Welcome aboard of Starship's Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of Sin and Sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I am your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me, as always, is the Aldebaran Whiskey of Ambassadors, Danae Hughes. Oh, that's exciting. I don't know what that means, but I thought that you were going to slam my re- uh, remembering that Kirk touched the egg as the ambassador. Like, you were going to be like our frequently incorrect ambassador or uh, frequently egg touching ambassador um <laughs> sorry oh sorry it was um, kirk i'm sorry well our deborah whiskey is always described as green um so we don't know much more else about it but it is green and he demands you answer now don't wait for the translation it's commodore aaron dyson <laughs> thank you thank you when do we start uh going over obi-wan on this show when does that when do we start doing that show i'm just curious for everyone at home, we're using a program called StreamYard, and it allows me to remove people from the conversation. Aaron, we what can, is your first Oh, I'm sorry. Strike? We can start with Mandalorian. That's fine. I just didn't know. Strike two. Um, How many strikes are there? Is this like regular baseball rules? One more. Wait, what is bait? You mentioned a sport. That's one strike for you. Wait, wait. I will shit. have no sports, and I will have no Star Wars. Uh, Dicer, can I talk to you in the corner for a <laughs> sure, second? I sure. think we yeah. have a backup yep. plan. Yep, I'm with you. Hey, Ian, we're just going to be over here uh, not doing a mutiny, uh, so just just don't ignore us. With you know. Odd that you would specify exactly the thing that you're not doing. Uh, specifying something that you're not doing, that's a strike over here as well. <laughs> was that an impression of me? That's, that's... Was that an impression of me? No, of course it wasn't. <laughs> much better, much, much better. Wow. Um, before we get to talking about the show, we also have... We, we send something. We send a Star Trek film. Yeah. We Main send the one Chino. with the whales. The one with, it's even in parentheses. The one with the whales. <laughs> it's love it a so whale much. of a good time. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and we had our first Captain's Pod promo on it, too. You get to see this Enterprise ship shoom, shoom, shoom across the shoom. screen. Do you know what a group mm-hmm. of whales are called? Oh, no. Is it a squall? No. A pod. A pod. A oh group of whales is called is a, a pod. pod. I'm That's just amazing. saying. It's the it was Captain's Whale episode today. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so it was it was myself and the lovely... Um, uh, who wrote on that one? Dang it. Was it Jonathan? The lovely Jonathan Watkins wrote on that one. Um, and if you want to hear us talk about the sins, go over to Behind the Sins, which is another podcast. <laughs> How many things can we promote at once? <laughs> Let's just promote all the things at once. Um, but yeah, so if you're joining the show after catching the YouTube video, welcome. And it doesn't get any more coherent from here on out. So just settle in and enjoy. Right. Well, let's get into some actual Star Trek. Um, this week's episode is um, well, the, the title of the episode is episode seven. And that leads to the Serene Squall. That was some great little van thing. <laughs> um, are we um, any specific predictions this week? Well, we talked a little bit at the end about Squall being a storm and Serene mm. kind of being contradictory. I'm going uh, to throw that. a different theory out there mm-hmm. that it's the mm-hmm. sound that an animal makes. Mm. Oh, so are they hunting or rescuing? <gasps> They're rescuing. Like that. <laughs> Whoa. That's yeah. not, where's that the was, Serene Yeah, that was part? not Serene. That was not Serene. No, no. That was well, a- it's, this episode's going to be, you know, about like, coming to terms that someone's horrible sound is serene to someone else you know like you mm. have to understand that mm. serenity mm-hmm. is sort of just 
subjective. It's not, yeah, it's subjective. <laughs> See, that <laughs> could. <laughs> nice. Could be Riff. really. <laughs> Amazing. Well, with that, we'll see you guys for full debrief and 10 forward after we've watched episode seven of Strange New Worlds. Computer three to beam to the Enterprise. Hey, we all get to go. Yes, this week. Welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator or whatever the heck we want and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important first. Most important? Most important question first. Oh, oh, oh. What would you like to have? I'd like most important first. That works. So let's just stick with that. just you. Most important first. Tonight. Me. Aaron, Um, what do you want? (laughs) I would like, uh, in honor of this uh, Spock's lesson, one of Spock's lessons in this episode, I would like some Hunchables. Um, Hunchables? Yeah, which I can... My least favorite thing is when I have to clarify, but then immediately get the pun once i reset it myself <laughs> but this is this is like a lunchable except for all the spaces are covered and you don't know what's in them and you have to pick the pieces of the you know whatever you're going to eat and uh Got so, it. so yeah it's called regardless a you pick the right thing it Correct. doesn't even so if, if yes if the replicator could get me some hunchables that would be great it's amazing I, I, I'm just going to continue this. I usually say exactly what I'm actually eating or drinking. Mm-hmm. There's only been a couple times that I've been like, let's go imaginary. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go with the real thing. And I've got raisins and water. <laughs> nice. Mm. Mixed together? <laughs> I mean, when I take a drink, water? yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I guess all food gets mixed together eventually. Well, I'm having a Bakewell tart cookie as baked by my mother um, because she sent me home with some Bakewell tart cookies. So... This week, we see the Enterprise heading into outside space. Wait, outside the Federation <laughs> space. What's outside space? <laughs> outside space. Is there an As inside Enterprise space? Enterprise is going outside. outside. <laughs> the Enterprise finds the door yeah. to outer, so, outer space. The Enterprise finds itself in outer space, <laughs> shockingly, to the surprise of no one. Um, following up on a distress call for some colonists and ends up being overrun by pirates. The crew is split between a planet of pirates or an asteroid or a ship of pirates and Spock has to retake the crew, the ship, the Enterprise, with some other people. Romance ensues. Right, initial thoughts and feelings. <laughs> romance ensues! <laughs> That's, That's the whole what thing. you're going to get from me about romance. That's it. Can we just take a moment and, and uh, point out that I really think that there was a strong chance that someone in this episode of the pirate variety mm-hmm. did in fact scream squaw. So I just <laughs> I think you do. It's it's not unlikely. The gun definitely sounded Nope. I thought it was more important, Danae, that before we even knew what this episode was, we tried to do an Alpha Braga four plan uh on ian oh, before no, the <laughs> before the episode you even did. started oh my goodness we keep accidentally predicting things it's insane i feel like the only way for people to believe that this is naturally happening we continue to have the most strange yeah. predictions how do before we talk about a show. mutiny before this episode i don't even understand or like what, we orphans don't read any dying. It's every no, not at we, all. We literally do the pre-show, watch the episode all together, and then do the show. But I'm saying that the only way people believe that is if we go live and we start yeah. doing Captain's Pop with a live audience. I'm just saying because otherwise, it really looks way. like 
we although even then edit even then they wouldn't couldn't i mean you could still say oh Oh, well there's you know still look at stuff before they went live or whatever yeah that's true and you know the predictions will stop the second we start doing a live right like we'll get everything wrong it won't happen anymore so um i'm gonna start with my initial thoughts um this episode was okay it was fine i was kind of lukewarm on it it was it was fine i have quite a few nitpicks to get into some bigger than others but it was it was fine it was right right in the middle of the the ranking of the episodes um and love happens so ian's always going to be put off uh, <laughs> danae what are your thoughts yeah i'm with you um i like this better than last week's episode but still found it to not be too surprising and also shocking in ways i wasn't really excited about like there's just <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay uh, uh, Okay. I didn't like that surprise. Put it back in the box. And the surprises weren't like um, twists necessarily. It's just leaps in logic and things that <laughs> continue to uh-huh. be part of the episode. But also in this case, I wasn't as excited about them. It, it, it was. It didn't seem like a like a perp. I don't know. They're just really like we're just gonna skip over all this and this is gonna happen now and we're just on this wacky. Very wacky adventure. The first half of the episode feels super wacky. And then the second half is like, oh, Quite we've serious. seen all of this before and it's serious. And then ends on one of the, yeah. the wackiest things that we've seen in the series so far. It's pretty goofy. This is a pretty goofy series. It's it's like that they should be taking a lot more seriously than they were. So I, I agree yeah, again. Especially overall, the Pike stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, mm-hmm. I feel like this was just a fun, it was meant to be a more fun episode that has some serious elements to it. This had a, a very similar feeling to last week where I found myself wanting to multitask while watching instead of mm. being like really excited about what I was yeah. seeing. And that's probably going to be a byproduct, a bit of the episodic nature of the show. So I'm not too upset about it because I still mm. had I still had fun watching it um, for the most part. Well, that's that's the great thing is that you can leave it behind. Um, Aaron, your thoughts. Uh, I went back and forth on this one. I did get bored, uh, especially during a lot of that middle stuff uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there there's some things I really like about this episode. Um but overall, I think I'm on the negative side. Not like super yeah. negative, but just kind of like mm-hmm. it was okay, but I don't know. Let's get on to something else. It's it's interesting because <sighs> there are some things I really like about this episode. Um, uh, chief among them, some of the stuff it's doing on the idea of being non-binary. Uh, mm. Some of the stuff it's doing with um, the, the lead who herself is a non-binary person saying things mm-hmm. to Spock about... Uh, it's always been a false choice. The question isn't what you are. It's who you, like these just these really beautiful things mm. that that she's saying. And I love I love it when a show does that. I love it when it kind of takes, you know, and it's interesting. I wondered, Ian, maybe you could talk about this. Like is Star Trek ever dealt with trans issues or non-binary issues or anything like that? I mean, it, it deals with so much. I was just wondering if that's like a new one. Uh, for Trek. And, and by the way, it didn't specifically deal with it in this episode. It kind of laid it right there under the surface. But yeah, it definitely used the, the spot battling between being human and Vulcan. Right. As a metaphor. The allegory. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And whether that's even the right question to be asking. Right. Um, there is an episode um, from TNG that comes closest and it doesn't do a very good job of it at all. Um so it's it deals with a species that has no gender 
at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whenever somebody chooses to present as male or female, they are then no, shut so, down, shunned, so and brainwashed. No biological gender, not even just the idea of gender as a construct. Yes, yeah, like, so there is yeah. no biological gender. Right, it, it. it was apparently yeah. bred out of the Which is technically sex, not gender, uh, just so Co- we're specific. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but they still, some people present as female or male mm-hmm. and it's i mean it was dealing with this in 1989 so yeah it had a stab at it didn't do a particularly right. great job and it's one of the more infamous episodes of tng because it becomes Riker saving the day and dictating what this society should do and they're like oh, it's yeah kind of almost a white savior thing but for trans sure. issues sure um, yeah no i yeah, it, it has been covered off it's just it's Star Trek is the perfect vehicle to do that in a lot of ways. I think so. So like I so like I said, there's stuff like that where I go, I really respect that. I really appreciate that. I really think that's interesting. Um, there's other stuff like the uh, the Chapel Spock stuff, which I'm sure we'll get into. I personally mm. liked that. I don't like love triangles specifically, but no. there's something about the Chapel Spock thing that seems more interesting and i think it's the way chapel is approaching it i think it's her approach yeah. to the whole thing that's making it really interesting to me um so yeah I, i'm enjoying that yeah the chapel half of that dynamic is what i enjoy as well because she is so like resistant to or presents as being resistant to relationships and commitment mm-hmm. and just acknowledges that you know what i really like vulcans like they are just <laughs> their lack of emotion is absolutely what uh-huh. i need yeah um and falls into the same kind of tropes of falling for the wrong person as right. such. But and I, I just I think how the actor carries that as well is is really fun to see. Yeah. Um Danae, what did you like about the episode? Um <clears throat> yeah. I like seeing more of the what we know is the history of like Spock and Chapel and I I, I would think that as a fan of like the original series and watching something like this and seeing these moments where Spock has to lie about being with chapels so that he can avoid this prisoner exchange and uh, bring seeing that happen live and them severing their bonds and all that. Like Mm. it just, it gives history to some of the decisions that they know or that fans know are made later on. Yeah. So I, I think that is really interesting. And um, it also, there's this, there's a, an element too, for me of, since I love Spock so much <laughs> of of seeing how this actor is trying to emulate the very interesting task of emoting and not emoting all at the same time. It's wild, isn't it? Because it, he's it's playing, really well done. He's playing a Vulcan that hasn't even purged all of his emotions yet. So the colon R thing is something that I think Vulcans can choose when they do it. Some do it like later in life, and it's when you've one hundred percent like you get a rubber stamp saying you have purged all of your emotions. You get a big tick from the Vulcan High Command. So he has to, Ethan Peck has to play a Vulcan that is half human that has emotions, but is on the route to purging all of all of the emotions. It's like such a complicated dynamic to present, and very logically approaching the steps to do so. And we've mm. learned some things about Spock that I really appreciate, like. The idea that he was raised on Vulcan and has had to kind of answer for his humanity since the day he was born and almost Mm -hmm. it's illogical to have to prove yourself, but like maintain that level of being judged while also, you know, just living in this world. So I continue to be really 
invested in in his story and i i didn't know where this show like at the beginning i didn't know where this was going as <laughs> is normal yeah with these um sometimes i can kind of get a pretty pretty strong idea but so far the way that the series has been is i just i'm kind of like oh i don't know exactly where it's going and that's exciting for me uh some of it was very obvious like obviously the mutiny was not only a telltale before the crew said it but then the crew is also saying it so those things are mm. pretty obvious as to where that's kind of leading but that to bring in spock kind of storyline and then the bringing up of the brother who i have no idea who that is and let's oh, just jump we'll to that to the yeah, let's let's do can it can we oh my goodness has did i cannot believe they dropped the cyborg card like that is what is the cyborg that's card insane. so You've heard me talk about Star Trek V and how much this is the one with God. And the, the Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, one with God. Okay, okay, okay. In this episode, no, no, in this movie, mm -hmm. uh, Shatner was like, give me the reins or you're not going to like it. And they're like, okay, you yep. have the reins. And, and then he does this God thing without it being a God thing. Yep. So his original idea was to, yeah, he was like, I, it's not fair that, that Leonard Nimoy Spock has directed movies and written movies i'm not coming back unless i get to do one is the okay. the the kind of the, accepted okay. rumor that yeah. what happened and then he just created this absolutely terrible 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 movie where they have to cyborg so cyborg is suddenly appears in this film we've got like 30 years of star trek spock's brother has never ever ever been mentioned and they, they mention it in the movie like kirk is like how did you never tell us that you didn't have a brother? And Spock basically says, you never asked. I was like, that is some bullshit. That is some absolute nonsense. But yeah, Cyborg's brother rejects logic, rejects um, ignoring emotions, and he's been exiled and shunned from Vulcan. And he's all about trying to find this galactic god. Um, and they eventually find him in the middle of the galaxy. But God is angry and needs a spaceship to get out of the middle of the galaxy where he's been imprisoned that and and the god is the brother is spock's brother no the god is like some alien thing i'm gonna say triction <laughs> yep yes yes i got it no no that is actually oh, I, I'm, just, oh. I'm just confused about the the pulling the 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 the, the, the cybox card what is who is i so don't understand who cybox just, is in relation to the movie so cybox um is he needs a ship to get to the middle of the galaxy. and then He's the one looking for God. Not... He's looking for God. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I, I missed this that is, part. This, this reminds me very much of when Thanos showed up after, I think it was Age of Ultron. What was the first post-credits yeah. Thanos oh, appearance? Avengers. Was it after Avengers? Avengers? After Avengers, So yeah. I thought that was shawarma. Maybe there were two. I, anyways. Uh, no, there were, yeah, there were two. Okay, so it reminds me of that, in that the comic book fans were like oh my goodness that was thanos and 95 percent of the population was like fan who cool fellows but it became a big deal so the cyborg thing yeah. reminds me of that and some i didn't know who that was and it's i and i've really, got a pretty decent idea of trek stuff but like it's a really interesting move because star trek 5 is like accepted by everyone as just a terrible star trek movie so i get there might be a little bit of like redemption here of let's and Cyborg is like an interesting character, like this um, this fully Vulcan brother of Spock that has rejected logic, rejected emotion, and is on his path to find um, find God or what, some new way of living. He's rejected emotion and logic? Sorry, he's rejected the Vulcan view of emotion, so he accepts uh, gotcha. all of his emotions, yeah. But he just rejects oh, logic. Oh, that'd be interesting to watch. Ooh! 
so he's like he like cracks jokes he has long hair and a beard and he's like always wisecracking and he's super duper serious he's and a hippie he's a yes he's a vulcan hippie he's a he vulcan is a, hippie is, i cannot that is wait the perfect description of cyborg um he's so, definitely so he, the best part of the movie he's vulcan hippie but he mm-hmm. has a psycho cat uh pirate girlfriend uh, at this point in time Apparently. he does yeah this is news to me but it's uh, yes but <laughs> but it's also the show going guess we're doing carryover story arcs now like it's you know it's yeah. just another thing to kind it's... of throw in the pot of guess we're going to be visiting this for a few episodes some well, point. But, and are they you know will they mm-hmm. care i'm sure that'll come up in se- seasons to follow oh uh, it, it absolutely will yeah the yeah. only issue is chapel and it's it's this instance never mind um I'm happy that Cyborg has turned up. Like that's pretty cool. Like I don't like the idea of burying the final frontier, that the fifth movie, and just pretending like it didn't happen. As much as it was a terrible film. Uh, other things I liked about this episode too, if if I can mention them before we go on, is that okay? Yeah. I finally got the crossover I've been waiting for since we started this podcast, and that is Top Chef meets Star Trek. <laughs> I <know. laughs> and I I realize it might should be in the resistance section of the show but but i was like oh come on let's do a cooking competition here we go i love top chef so for them to be like in the kitchen i was like okay all right here we go let's Let's go let's get those herbs out like i guess we're at he he was cooking at the beginning of the season right like at the very very beginning when the whole season kicks Mm -hmm. off and he's on the he cooked for the crew well, he yeah, but then also before he even left, um, oh, he was cooking the, breakfast or whatever. He was cooking, he was cooking for breakfast. his right. lady friend. Yeah, the Pike stuff was fine. Like there was a massive swing in in tone between what was happening on the ship and what was happening with the crew and the pirates, and just how like d- were they never actually in danger? Like were they uh, never okay, afraid? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's weird because it's definitely sinful because they should be. In, they should be very concerned about everything that's happening, but for some reason they're having a ball, and they're so kind of like, like I was this too. Is a, this is a great episode because we cannot stop slipping into resistance early, so it's clearly an amazing episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that I'm sending it. I, no, I'm saying I'm I saying like that it's it. absolutely it's sinful, and we should talk about it. Yeah. But there yeah. is this part of it that's like watching them have fun. Mm. I'm also then mm-hmm. like having fun too, right. and that is a positive part of the show. Is this weird this there's this, like, this weird area of my brain where it's like well i've never been on a ship before i i've never been trained like maybe this isn't as big of a deal as i think it should be so they're having fun with this trap that's about to kill them so maybe i should be having fun with you know like it's just this weird sort of space where they're clearly more competent than me there was definitely a cognitive dissonance between this is really fun, but it's yes. reminding me that there's no stakes. Like <laughs> no. it's fun to have like Mbenga scan him and just go, no, 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 it must be broken because he's suggesting we go and see the Klingons and Ortegas like wisecracking all the way along. So it's really fun, but I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I check out because like you're mm-hmm. obviously not gonna get Zap, you're not scared, so I'm not going to. Is right. is the show? I'm changing the subject. Apologies. Uh, is the show trying to get its three week chip uh, at like Hemmer's Anonymous or something? Like I know. that's in Simpsons. That's in Simpsons, right? That's a sin. That is it's a, a sin. sin. That is a big sin. Um, I what was I going to say? So overall, I really, really liked um, Doctor Aspen. Um, 
as soon as she kind of turned evil, but she was like, man, like introduce a female character. We are odds on they'll be evil at this point um, in every episode. And just as soon as she got, like, kind of turned evil, I was like, oh, we're going to get more of her. Like she's going to be maybe not recurring every season, but she's going to come back because the way like just the way she presented herself and the way she like dominated the bridge and took the chair. Oh, man, I loved her. I was getting like kind of Q vibes from her of just being. Yeah, I'm I'm a fuck with you as much as I can. Yeah, she was having fun uh, yeah. in this role. The, the moment when she stood on the captain's chair and shot Spock. Mm. Yes. Okay, first of all, <laughs> stop it. That's Spock. Leave him alone. But then also, that was pretty badass looking. So And that says a lot about my psychology, because when you said stop, I immediately went to get your shoes off of my chair. Not don't shoot Spock. <laughs> That's where my priorities lie. It's like, no, get off my chair. I do have some sinful things about her though, because of the tells and things like this. Well, but, I was just oh, gonna overall. I mean, I guess that great. was that was my question is when we, when did we you know, when did you guys know? But that's um I guess that is probably resistance. Uh, yeah, let's start the let's start resistance with when did you guys know? Because I have a very strong sin about that. Okay. Good, okay, awesome. Good. Um, Aaron, what else did you love about the episode? I love this, I love this cast. Before we sin it. I, I love, you know, I said fire gently, and then the response is, <laughs> what does firing gently even mean? How like, that even made me laugh. Me to do was, that. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was really funny. Yeah. Um, it's a well written. It is it's very like, well written. I just, it's just like, yeah, am I just supposed to squeeze the trigger a little softer? Is that how it works? Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I did enjoy that. And, and honestly, like, I am not a big pirate story person. Like, it's just p the pirate genre. I think Johnny Depp, you uh -huh. know, was fun as Jack Sparrow for maybe a movie and a half. But I'm just not, I'm not generally into the pirate thing. But I thought, you know, they were having mm -hmm. fun with it. So I was having fun with it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was expected, like, non-Federation space, the way they built it up. And if we go in there, we're on our own. Like, the stakes went from, this is really scary, to... Yo ho ho! Very very quick, <laughs> yes. like to the Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, like just yeah. out of nowhere. The other thing I was gonna say before we go to Resistance um, was: is every episode uh, like you know how like every other every third episode just gonna end on Falcon sex? Like, is that just this <laughs> this show's? <laughs> to bring is horny, like to bring is horny for Spock. Uh, yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, they're gonna be rebonding, ritualing each other's brains out mm -hmm. again. Um, That's so. definitely yeah. three episodes we've had that. There was this moment between them, you know, she was talking about like seeing his passion, the way that he kissed. Uh, well, he kissed Andor was being kissed, and then it like started uh -huh. up a little bit of a passion because at first it was kind of like the uh, emotionless smooch, mm. and then like it looked like. Um, Chapel, Chapel almost called her church yeah. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> close enough close enough bishop uh like kind of amped it up and then he kind of got into it a oh, little 100%. bit oh yes like, right yeah. with, okay i was like to must have been watching a different kiss because i didn't see like and almost any passion from spock but i saw oh, a little bit there. from oh he, he got there, there yeah. after chapel yes. i felt that's what i felt yeah. like he followed was, her like, there a, for sure yeah. yeah yeah so then when to and spock kiss there's this just split second where the actor playing Tapring pulls away and looks just a little disappointed. Oh man, and I'm like, I was hoping she was going to say, well, I guess it's over because you didn't kiss me like you kissed her. And I think that she wants him to go into his humanity more and he's on his own journey for that. So anyways, it's uh -huh. very, very interesting. Uh, yeah. It's a very... Yes. I think she kind of wants some of the human loving. <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> some of the caveman uh, considering... stuff. 
considering this show starts off fully just being like, let's talk about human sex. Yeah, that's yes. what she wants. Oh she's goodness. been studying it, okay? Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. I mean, she's been so. I mean, it's interesting that she went to some like works of like some novels instead of the litany of internet stuff that she could have gone to to right. study. It's like, you know, (laughs) yeah, but maybe we're glad she didn't go into the porn archives because that's just a really strange representation of sex anyway. But it is exactly exactly how Vulcan would study human sexuality. It would be it would be books and Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The anatomy. It'd be Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) What they would look up. These are all the parts you use, surely. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could I could talk about Cyborg probably for another hour and a half, but we will not do that. Instead, we will move over to engineering for this instance is futile. Warning, warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Um, right, okay, I've, just, I've previously on really, really quick. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. I did not need to be reminded that T'Pring existed. I did not need to be reminded that Spock is on a journey with T'Pring. I did not need to be reminded that Anson Mount, Captain Pike, likes to cook. Like, as soon as, like, he used the I'm gonna cook for you gambit, I was like, really? You had to put that in the previously on? Mm-hmm. Or else you were worried I wasn't gonna get there? You're worried that that is an escape attempt was gonna seem too ridiculous unless you reminded me that the ship had a galley i'm just not how they're stop it stop preloading me just let me watch the episode it's they they aren't producing previously ons with that mindset their mindset isn't uh how can we help the audience remember things that they need to remember they're they start with we have to have a previously on so what connects to the episode so they, okay. they're not thinking about it in practical terms. Mm-hmm. They're just thinking, oh, I have to produce a previously on. What are some things that we... Why? We, it's I, dumb. I, it's why dumb. is this the standard? You don't have to don't have a previously know. on. You absolutely don't. I have two things to say about this, then before we move on. One is you can press skip um, <laughs> if you want to. And two is uh, I wonder if they're designing these for like four years in the future when someone has forgotten and they're just picking out an episode to watch. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. Um, I'm not saying that I like them because I don't, but it's just... It's just part of our culture. It's just part of what we have to do. No, I'm always yeah. going to I'm, I'm always going to lean towards trusting the intelligence of the audience, which is probably a mistake on my part. So <laughs> but that is how I but that is how Likely. I lean. I, I always lean that way. OK, um, Danae and Aaron, you guys both. I can't. What was it you wanted to start off? With? <laughs> when did you know? When did you know? Oh, yeah. When did you know? Well, I, I have I have I knew in the lift when she wanted him to put on the necklace. Mm, it's an interesting place yeah i'm like this is a really in this is a strange thing to to be asking someone to do it's very unprofessional Mm -hmm. and it denotes that there's a lot more to her than they're telling us um Mm -hmm. it there's a there's more in there uh i was absolutely assured of it on the third outfit change because (laughs) let me tell you something (laughs) that's perfect (laughs) when you have three outfit changes in one episode the show is telling you this person is very, very, very important because not even the captain gets this many outfit changes. He did get two. Uh-huh, he did uh-huh. go into There's the away team too. this yeah. time. But nobody else on this show gets outfit changes. Last episode, there was a really important person and she got like, I think, two, maybe mm-hmm. three outfit mm-hmm. changes. And so that's, that's I'm noticing it. Also, she had the full body suit, dark 
badass. <laughs> that was kind of a giveaway, wasn't and it? I was like, like, oh, you're okay. a spider queen. And then and then she's sitting on that chair and she's got her arm kind of like all the way out, you know. Mm. So it's very clear that she was uh, sassy, which is a fine trait of a not a, ca- a pirate captain. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just enough of her that I was like, eh, there's something else going on here. And it is, but it's. It's got tells. I think the tells. I and and I don't. I don't know if it's completely a negative because it's in some ways it's just good acting. But there, there, there is the tells for me are that those flashes of snark and sass are almost trying to be hidden, right? So that's the tell. The Mm. tell isn't that there's snark or sass. The tell is that she's trying to do something else with her other words, and then she's every once in a down. while, the sass comes out. And the first the first yeah. time I saw it was, um, I think they were sitting together. It was the conversation. It was her first attempt to tell him. He asked the question, like, if I'm not human or Vulcan, what am I? And she has mm. some response to that. And I was like, oh, that was an interesting flash in her eyes, you know, when, when she said that. And I was like, I wonder if, you know, and that's when it piqued my interest, but... Yeah. yeah, that discussion in the middle of the episode where she is showing like a huge amount of insight into Vulcan duality and Spock's story and like getting so invested in Spock. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Something else is here. Like there is no reason for this random colonist doctor to know and give that much of a crap about Spock and his journey. Her necklace had a magnetic clasp. She did not need assistance. Yes. Why did she true. do that? I'm just sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, it's great. Very true. But that's also very, good very writing, true. kind of, too. Like, that's, you know, to have that. Mm-hmm. This really bugged me, like, right at the beginning of the episode, but the angle on the video pat- tablets was completely wrong. So it was angled. They both had them resting on the table. And yet, when you look at them on the screen, they're looking like face on. But the angle should have been like them looking down. Unless the camera is somewhere other than where the tablet is. Uh-huh. And there's no reason for that. Yeah. Good catch. <laughs> totally missed it. Good catch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I could not unsee it. Danae. Um, T'Pring is wearing a lot of makeup, and I just can't believe that Vulcans would think that makeup is logical. So I would Amen. probably just try to sin that a little bit. This is one of my things with Vulcan. They are way too put together because logic is different than cultural pressure like it's like you mentioned Mm -hmm. the beard being illogical why is a beard illogical isn't it more illogical to cut the hair off of your face that grows back like isn't it more logical just to let it grow oh completely like so yeah yeah, that thing is that's always been one of those things yeah there is some cultural stuff that is completely separate to logic like they don't shave because it's logical they shave because they view it culturally as Clean, pristine, and hygienic. Um, no, Vulcans are like super hygienic to like an OCD level. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where like the grooming comes from. Interesting, interesting. I'd have to frame this in 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 a way where it's like I'm not Vulcan, so maybe I'm missing the point here. But you know, getting up early to put on this precise <laughs> amount of makeup, and then having to wash your face very mm. carefully in the evening to make sure that. It doesn't get on the pillows and everything. Mm-hmm. That seems like a lot of time that you could be sleeping uh, or reading or whatever. But I'm not a Vulcan, totally. so I'd you know I'd play around with that sin. But I would I think I would hit that one this time. Now I'd love to know the logic behind it as well because they do wear a lot in the original series as well. Um, female Vulcan. Um, so I don't know. It could be ceremonial, but who? Uh, Aaron. 
Ah, uh, man, there was a lot of reading at the beginning, and it was like all Vulcan like places and words. Oh, what, the it was, place it was the like planet? it was. Yes. There was so much of it; it went into a second line, and I was just yes. like, there, "There's, there has like I, I literally gave up reading it halfway through. I was like, I don't know what any of this means. I don't even need to finish Vulcan this sentence. Vulcan, Vulcan yeah, something. We're on a planet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally agree. Um, a strange one for me was Doctor Aspen's quarters. They don't soundproof the rooms, apparently. Like, I would imagine, like, spaceships in the 23rd century. Oh, when she's having a rave or whatever? Fantastic soundproofing, yeah, Yeah, when she's working out. And also, a communication from the captain doesn't override whatever EDM music that you're playing. (laughs) It's like, the captain was trying to get hold of you. I was like, then turn the music down, computer. Now, this this is her, again, playing Spock, though, right? She wants Spock to discover her, like, working out and, like... She wants to throw him off off his game. I, am I wrong? Yeah, was that perhaps. all not intentional? Like I thought that I was all part of it. I don't know what the end goal is, though. I think it's just to like mess with Spock and kind of get him in a vulnerable place. Um, yeah, perhaps, uh, Aaron. I think you're. Up. Is it me? Um, the this is more a question for Ian mm-hmm. because maybe it's maybe I'm just uh, overthinking the Vulcan thing. But why would Spock get so embarrassed about talking about sex? That doesn't that doesn't strike me as something that would be embarrassing to him. But he's immediately like all aw shucks and mm-hmm. you know like red face. It's it's specifically the human version of sex. So I think ta- yeah, Spock has always been embarrassed about being half human. So it's so the I think human it's specifically part. like yeah, yeah that- she's because she's she's wanting to better understand the culture that makes you you by studying sex, which is a sin uh, for me, by the way. That's just like <laughs> why. Yeah, exactly. You want to understand a culture, so you're going to start with sex. Uh, it's which an odd did, place to start. It's just... I don't know, anyway. man. It sure does drive a lot of culture. It, <laughs> it really does. I like, mean, you're not wrong, but mm-hmm. but over the course of the entire history of human... Over human history, you're going to you're gonna say, hey, hey Spock, I'm going to understand you better. So I'm going to go back to human history right. and study sex so I understand you as a person better. And that just seemed like a really well, dumb it's also, thing. It's but anyway. also weird because... Are they div- do they do they have different genitals than humans do? Like is it is it I mean physiological? I proof, is but... it emotional? Like, <laughs> yeah, I have no proof. I think I mean we know that they do stuff because we've kind of seen them do stuff. I don't know how it differs from human sex. Um, the only reason I can think that she leans that way is because he was raised on Vulcan, so there's no good tapping into Earth culture because he isn't connected to that. But maybe those carnal instincts are something that she can tap into the i don't know she, she can tap she can tap that you think that's she the, can tap, uh, yeah, tap that yeah. yeah i walked into that one i'm sorry yeah very strange totally agree i uh it brings up so many questions about vulcan sex because <laughs> like the logical part of it i'm just so they have sex for pleasure like there's nothing illogical about pleasure i wouldn't nope. assume right but the pleasure maybe this is just me the pleasure is heightened by emotion right like emotions are like connections for and humans for, for humans, humans. Well, that's what i'm saying so in so so for for vulcans i'm just wondering like you know do they try to disconnect that part of them even during sexual okay, intercourse so who, like, who's going to reach out to aaron on twitter with some safe <laughs> google searches that he can go on to research what he needs to know about uh-huh. Vulcan sex. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah. There, there has to be sex. so much like fan material out there that's just like. Thank you for protecting me by saying safe. That's really, it's really kind of yes. you to, to make yes. sure that they're safe. I'm sure they will absolutely abide by that. 
Well, of course. I don't think that's a question we're going to answer today. <laughs> Danae, nope. What was your next um, one? Well, we already seen the no hammer in this episode. This would have been a really fun episode to see him save the day or do something unique in where his blindness where is a, playing a part or something. But he's uh, still MIA, so that's that's an interesting Strange. thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I I wanted to send. There's this one part, and I would go back and I'd listen to it again. But the when. Spock and Dr. Aspen, but not actually, I guess we should call her Angel. When Angel comes up the lift or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're coming onto the bridge. So he had just put the necklace on her, and they're going onto the bridge, and they're discovering the debris field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they step off of the lift, the audio goes, wee, captain on board, or captain on the bridge. Okay. But oh, I Pike that. was already on the bridge. So I don't know why it would announce... When Spock arrives, that the captain was on the bridge, and I That's would weird. I would be asking more about that. Yeah, Ooh, maybe I totally it knew that Angel that was one. a captain. I mean, it's an interesting <laughs> thing. It's an interesting <laughs> thing. I mean, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. <laughs> Technically, you're right, Aaron. It's not wrong. That's so strange. That's it was bizarre. so weird because I was like, wait, because Captain Pike appears immediately, like to meet them to talk about this debris field. So, but he wasn't in the lift with them. So it was a really so interesting strange. thing. That's so strange. Yeah, no, I would definitely have to rewatch that. And take um, so are you saying that there was actually an announcement that said Captain yes. on the Bridge? Oh, yes. that's interesting. I'm, okay. I am pretty confident, but I also said that uh, Uhura touched the egg last episode <laughs> when it was Kirk. So continue oh, to 100%. gently point out my mistakes. I appreciate how gentle the audience has been with the mistakes, by the way. She, she would have 100% touch the egg yeah, like yeah. given the she's egg. an she egg is, toucher yeah you know, she absolutely is it's part of her character sheet absolutely um so me man did spock have like a lot of confidence about that laser grid like as soon as that laser grid turned on it was like bam 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 like let's do this let's do this let's say as if i thought it was going to be revealed that he built the damn thing right because he was immediately like that won't work because of this that won't work because it of was, that like the specifics that he had it was very much jurassic park where the girl's like it's a Unix system. I know those. You know, it's just like, <laughs> great, great. Good for you. You, got exa- you know exactly how, what's going on. How did you know that? And just, he's done that before. Crazy. Like this character has done that before because there isn't that data character that we have in this series that sort of is the one that gets to answer all the questions or um, uh, the twins that were in the Picard, you know, the the Android mm. twins that you know that are in Picard it's like there, there's oh, that character uh, that, like, and Soji, yeah. yeah yeah they where they have always have the answers and and so clearly Spock is that person because he's had that happen multiple times so far where he's like oh that's a this and this and blah 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 and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. I think Nailed when they it. were I think when they were escaping the Gorn in the uh in that whatever smoky it's not smoke <laughs> what was it <laughs> what? they were in a st- uh, black hole in the in the episode where and and but they went into that like cloud or whatever mm-hmm. nebulous yeah. and he was just like super intelligent about the cloud the whole time as mm-hmm. well so he's done that before Vulcans are Vulcans they're, they're gonna do some Vulcans yes stuff. they are mm-hmm. Aaron there was a really easy welcome to the serene squall very easy uh, roll commercial squalls uh, yeah, very if, commercial squalls no mm-hmm. so yeah that was really easy squall. that was an easy one Nice, <clears throat> love um, it, love it. Thank you. Nice, got it. I know, I got that. Re- I understood that reference. <laughs> I did it. Um, 
I, we already talked about this a bit, but the false bravado of confidence that the crew has, that they're not in danger. I think you, if we were going to send this episode, it'd be really fun to kind of point out all the times when their life is in danger or there's something serious going on. Mm. And then just have like a recurring scene where it's like, but not that serious, right? The tone Dude. was you know. so different. Like it, tone was it was so strange. The, like the terrible acting during that mutiny it was plan. so bad. It was so, yeah. Oh, guys, I don't know if this will be bad for you if they lead. Like, it was just. Oh, but I can't I've believe had they your fell gruel. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I it was, can't believe it was they like fell a great for school it. Play. it was so bad. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of, Ian? It reminded me of the scheme in the episode of TNG that you and I watched with Will and uh, Diana. Uh, De- oh, Menage uh, Troy. Diana Troy, Troy and then yeah. her mother, where uh-huh. they're all captured on this Ferengi <laughs> ship. And Will Riker goes over and, and one of the Fringi is playing chess, whatever the chess is called. What's it, it called? 3D Three, chess. Three-dimensional 3D chess. 3D chess. Yeah. And, and he's like, boy, sure is hard to play from all the way over here. I'm probably going to have to come out of the cell and play uh-huh. chess with you. You'd better Frangie, turn off this horse field so yeah. I can play chess with you. And the Frankie's like, I would never do that. And then immediately does that. With and no explanation. Super has the same tone in this yeah. one where it's like, boy, you shouldn't go take over the captain's ship, should you now? Oh, I would I, never do that. And then they immediately do that. Immediately does it. <laughs> and I, I'm okay with that if that's the whole tone of the episode. But we swung back into some really deep emotional stuff mm-hmm. on the Enterprise. And it's like, I, it is so difficult to make that leap between two things especially when pike at the minute seems to be the 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 joke he seems to be consistently the one making the jokes or at the butt of the jokes or we've we've barely seen him do anything really captainy and and also there's something too about that second tone that we lose in the so we'll, we'll say like there's the the crew on the pirate ship with the mutiny and then there's the crew that's on the enterprise so on the mutiny ship there should be kind of more of a he's clearly using his charisma to try to like assess the situation and they've clearly done this before so he has this kind of you know confidence that he's going to be able to influence this upcoming mutiny and that that's almost mm-hmm. believable but when the tone shifts over into the second ship onto the enterprise the other thing that really bothers me is even after the plan is foiled it really does seem like Angel would be the kind of person that would, when Pike pops up on the screen, is just like, "I'll fucking kill Spock right now." I, I still yeah. have the ship. Like, there, it, it, it immediately turns into wah 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 wah. Mm. Well, my plan was foiled. I'd better ski, Daddy, do out of here. Instead of it being like, I still have Spock. I have this nurse person, and I still have the upper hand in that I could blow you up. There, it, The negotiation tactics, the seriousness of it all just immediately fizzled away, and it turned into almost like a cartoon kind of parody of itself. It was really strange, and it, and it zapped the depth of that Enterprise out also, because I totally don't believe that Angel wouldn't do something extreme. And, and maybe I'm missing something, but no, I don't think so. Setting it's, the tone difference would be an interesting thing to figure out how to do. That we have 30 seconds to wrap up the episode is yeah, like, it that's ends the problem. So fast. Is, okay, yeah. all hands abandoned ship, doesn't matter mm-hmm. now. Like You'd think she wouldn't have any qualms still stealing the Enterprise. Um, exactly. But she she couldn't because they, they blew out its... 
things yeah, but or whatever. Before oh, that, like, they had the backup right before codes, that, if yeah. she had said, if you touch the ship, I'm killing Spock, we have a different episode. Right. No, she, she could have threatened lives. That's the thing she could have continued to do. But uh, And but she was before. The, the show very conveniently hand waves mm-hmm. that she can't control the ship anymore, that the ship won't go anywhere. Like We got into yeah. the back end yeah. codes. Yeah. yeah. But she still has hostages. Correct. Um, which leads nicely into, is getting your Vulcan boyfriend out of jail, like, is is stealing the flagship of the of Starfleet <laughs> is the, the best, best the best plan you could think to? Let's surely, talk about the villain's plan. Let's talk about the villain's plan. Is stealing the Enterprise surely that is harder than breaking a Vulcan out of a non-prison, like a, a non-prison, a not non-prison. even a prison? It's, it's just a camp. rehabilitation. It's just center. a rehab center. How is stealing <laughs> the Enterprise like step one? It should be like I don't know. Step one, I'm going to steal Cyborg's brother. Step two, I leverage that to get the Enterprise because that's the bigger prize here. Yeah. It's crazy. There, it's there's wild. a lot of Vulcans to rehabilitate too. That facility was pretty fucking big. Um, I don't huge. doubt it. I mean, you try and suppress all of your emotions and <laughs> see how much rehabilitation you need. But yeah, that was wild. Uh, another one I have is at the very end, like the you've got Captain Pike and the crew on the pirate ship. And the oh you got to get us out of here because we're not quite done with the mutiny part yet yeah. and you've got these pirates that are essentially climbing the ladder of the wall you know and and, and a yeah. little bit of fire kind of gets into the room there are massive gaps probably like two foot gap between the slats in the wall that they could easily shoot them he easily. is way too casual about that like phaser burst that fires past the back of his head he's just like Oop, that would have been awkward if that hit me wouldn't it, it would have blown my fucking head off why is this not a problem if the doors were closing behind him and it was like one wayward and so he's really confident because he's in an enclosed space that's one thing Mm. but this is the entire wall is open slats that i mean somebody could easily crawl through it and they're climbing up it i mean it looks really cool but anyways i would i would definitely send that another massive shift in tone yeah it's interesting aaron uh yeah i think i'm pretty much done um i will say that Captain Pike delivers some pirate lingo at the end, and I found it very, very funny. And the people on the bridge also found it funny. You can see on their faces that they thought mm-hmm. that was cute and funny. Mm-hmm. But what they say is, please stop. And I would just ask that if you have somebody in your life that makes dumb jokes, and you even kind of think they're funny a little bit, just let them know that that you enjoyed it. Don't yeah, tell them. Yeah, this coming to stop. from the person spewing out the dumb jokes. Twenty balls of me. I don't know. This isn't about yeah. me. There's nothing personal here. I love that in that sin you related to Pike and I related to, to number one. Yes, like, uh-huh. so. yes exactly. I'm definitely exactly. Ortega, just like sniggering away but hiding it because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> uh, uh, this is such a such a nitpick, and I'm sorry, but I'm not a fan of phases firing bullets. I give me a laser beam. Like, I don't like the pew, 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 pew. Mm. I want a solid beam of energy, please. That's that's what I want. Please give it to me. Uh, Danae? Yeah, I've got one more. And this one might not be a sin. I probably am wrong about it, but it was confusing. And that is that T'Pring got there so fast. Like, she got there <laughs> so fast. Uh-huh. Like, they were two days out of communication. communication. Rate, and that travels faster than ships. So, like... So I was really confused. Like, how did how did Starfleet not show up? Because they sent a message to Starfleet, and then they left their home, the little beacon thing, to mm-hmm. communicate or whatever. But then she's able to send a message to Tapring somehow, and then Tapring is able to actually get there. 
have this whole exchange. I, I was confused. Like, does Vulcan have a different way of communicating? And I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I mean, they have... A, how are they communicating? That's the main thing. I can only assume that Vulcan is closer than than Starfleet, I guess, whatever. But how to bring manage to get Cybok, secure the ship, trick the Vulcan High Command into giving her a ship, and then getting a crew to crew that ship, and then getting Quickly. it... Quickly. Super quick. To the asteroid field is I didn't wild. understand and just like, we're here. I didn't get that. I didn't understand yeah. Bizarre. Bizarre. Um, and I just had one last one, which, man, if you thought that was nitpicky, this is even worse. Um, there is technically no regulation against captains going on away missions until after. Because Kirk is on all of the away missions, and it's something that they actually introduce because of all of the fuckery that Kirk does going on, going on away missions. So number one shouldn't have raised that Ooh, as an issue. To that's a good sin. It suggests that we have the regulation, they scrap it, and then bring it back because of Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> which is it's possible and it's possible but, it's yeah. possible i do have one more uh and it, it. it is where spock is like i think i have deduced who the prisoner is and it's that classic thing where somebody says <sighs> in the, that they have information instead of just saying the information and it's because you know they just want to plant it. the seed for the audience and then say it later and save it for a big reveal but it just it of always course. annoys me always annoys me oh this is what i was gonna the last thing i was gonna say about Cybok and Chapel is that Chapel there's there's this huge thing that nobody has ever heard of Cybok and everyone's pissed at Spock for not mentioning him. Chapel knows, Uhura now knows. Like maybe Uhura doesn't know, but Chapel is right there and she's on the ship. Like she knows who Cybok is. That's kind of a mm, mm. show kind of breaks some things. Thing. Yeah, it breaks some. Unless things, they're just but... not the kind of people to share other people's brother sister <laughs> I thought, information. I thought you were going to be not the kind of people to remember things more than a you know a year or so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it could well be that. Like, if if Chapel had oh, swung yeah, in I on, I think you remember. I remember you mentioning something maybe, about a cyborg. Maybe it's like a, they're going to have everybody swear to secrecy in an upcoming episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. It will. They will have their minds wiped. The cyborg thing still blows my mind. Like, what a bold character to bring in. Like that is that's that's pretty wild. Meanwhile, but... I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I love I love the big swings. It kind of legitimizes him yeah but i, I didn't, so I didn't know, know it was a big swing that's the thing like i have no you know point of reference i thought you would have known i i was i nearly texted you saying yeah. hey cyborg yeah before we before we wrap up mm -hmm. it's kind of cool like it's spock cyborg mm -hmm. what would our mm -hmm. if we were a part of that family we would probably have ock names yeah Sarek. yeah 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 i'd be eric you'd be eik denaik denay denok denok as far as I know, the marriage wasn't out of wedlock. It was a previous wife, but never mind. Doesn't matter. I'm not going <laughs> to oh, okay, 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 pick okay, apart okay. canon too much. Um, I don't think there's much need to do predictions this week. No, kind of, no. There's no. stuff hanging now all we, of a sudden. Yeah. But yeah, we predict that the brother is coming back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We predict some kinky Vulcan sex is going gonna to happen. be attempted. Yeah. <laughs> um, we messed up. They do not go back to the planet and save the kid. So not we'll this episode, at least. Mm -hmm. Not yet. Yep. Maybe it happens later. Um, okay. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I'll be off preparing for my third date with the Enterprise. <laughs> uh, I'm way too intelligent to take lip off this crew. <laughs> and I'm confused because we're ending this differently. It's Yar from me. What are we doing? <laughs> what do you mean? I get today, you took my. You took Aaron's. Aaron, did you take today's spot? I think it's Ian. It's it doesn't fine. matter. It's fine. You know, it's live, fine. Long, live long and prosper. <laughs> Thanks for listening. 
Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to Captain's Pod I go. Oh my god, why is there no one here? It's 101, why is no one here? Did I miss a memo? Was there a memo? There's probably a memo. Fuck. Okay, should we dive into some trickle-triction because we didn't get time to last week? Yes, please. Okay, um, I'm feeling confident that Aaron can play along without cheating. Oh, nice, nice. So we're going to gamble. How did Aaron cheat last time? Well, he knew I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're back on Voyager, and we jump straight into the action. The episode opens, and Voyager is under attack. It's forced to land on an icy, icy planet, mm. and it's taken heavy, heavy damage. This huge, seemingly chunk of ice has flown from the atmosphere, knocked it out of orbit, and it takes a huge dive and takes a crash land. Boom, into the opening credits. We come back from the opening credits, and everyone's doing like the typical damage report, battle stations, all of that stuff. And we find out that they were orbiting this planet, because deep in the icy core was a shit ton of dilithium. And they need dilithium to power the warp core to get back home. But because dilithium is so explosive, they guess that a chain reaction happened in the planet. That like a massive earthquake blasted a piece of ice into orbit and that's what knocked out the ship. And they're like, okay, cool. But what's happening? There are some like time thingies going on. The core of the planet is so, so dense that it is warping time. So different parts of the ship are moving at like a different rate in time. Mm. So Janeway is like in her quarters and Kim will be like, Captain Janeway to the bridge. And she gets to the bridge, but Kim hasn't made the call yet. And then he's about to make the call, but she beats him there. And all kind of funny shenanigans. Eventually, they come up with a plan to get off of the planet. They're going to deliberately ignite some of the dilithium that's in the core of the planet and then ride the wave of the dilithium explosion on an ice sheet back into orbit. Now, they realize that it's this ice sheet that puts them on the planet in the first place because of the timey-wimeyness, their escape from the planet is what causes them to crash in the first place and five crew members died. So Janeway has to make the decision do I save the ship, knowing that I'm going to sacrifice those five crew members? And she does. And then the loop resets. Mm. Janeway makes the decision to reset the loop to save the, the the dead people? Is that what you said? No, so she's... So escaping the loop is what kills the dead people. But the only other option is to stay on the planet. So she oh, has so to she, she makes the decision the to kill the dead people so that they can break out of the time loop. Can we exactly. just specify that the killing dead people, they're already dead. They're they're killing alive people making and it making permanent. them dead. Yes, yes, yes making, making it permanent. It permanent. Uh -huh. creating She's a new, actively creating choosing. a new save point uh, where those yes. people are, are dead. No, no, no. It's exactly. acknowledging the previous save point without changing the game. Mm. Yes. Okay, <laughs> sure. Danae, you have, you have one follow-up question. Oh, just one? I, think, I thought last time it was like two or three. Okay, you can have two. <laughs> <laughs> Good compromise. <clears throat> I do not have any questions. Okay, Aaron. Wow, is that because you're confident? Like you're super confident. You know the answer. The... I have no idea. Oh, okay, all right. I just <laughs> my, my, com my confidence in this segment has been like shit. <laughs> 
for weeks and weeks now. I have <clears throat> I have no expectation of ever getting this right again because I've been oh, I've been no. wrong eighty percent of the time or something. I think Ian was really nice and said it was like 50-50, but he was lying. I've ne I've never been wrong. I've never been wrong. So this is the week. This is the week I'll uh -huh. be wrong. You did a great You're a one for one. You you did you did great, Ian. You uh you kept your eyes focused on your notes so that you could say what you had already written down, whether it was true or false. There were no tells mm -hmm. that I picked That's up what on. I'm doing regardless. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I didn't pick up on any tells. My question would be, are you lying? That was your question last time. <laughs> Wasn't that your question last time? Or was it like, are you telling the truth? I, I think this know. is Trek. Um, well, it is It is some sort of Trek. Um, man, it reminds me a lot of something that happened in Discovery. Am I wrong about that? There was a, there. I thought there was a Discovery episode that dealt with kind of there is dilations time, in time. Uh, yeah, that's when um, the uh, mud is on the ship. Yes. And he deliberately blows up the ship to initiate a time loop because he's trying to steal the yes. score drive. Yes, that is correct. No, I don't think I don't think I have any other specific questions. What was the what's the what's the name of the the um chemical thing they need for their drive? Dilithium. Dilithium. Okay. Today I was asking Ian, but I I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you jumping in. Uh so it was like a dilithium volcano kind of thing. You have like, had two questions oh, okay, already. Okay. Aaron. Okay. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna agree with Danae. I think this is Trek. I think this is an actual episode. This is Trickson. Yay! Up. Yay! I feel good. I don't know if you've done that just to make me feel better, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty impressive, Ian. Good job. Great. Woo. Danae, I feel like you hate this game. I really do. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it at the beginning when I was winning. Um, but uh -huh. now I don't like, like it. As like much. most games, they're they're much more I'm fun sorry. when you win. Mm -hmm. It is. It's more fun when you win. There's just not a way for me to tell what's real and what's not real when. And that's the point of the game for you, Ian. This is a fun, but it's a fun game for you. It's not all about me. It's yeah, fine. I, it's I fine. don't know how I set the game up to be fairer. Maybe I have to put in something that's a bit too ridiculous. Oh, I don't know. That was all like too everything reasonable. you said <laughs> was pretty crazy. <laughs> I just figured out a way to make it interesting. Okay. Because it wasn't interesting. <laughs> Im implied. Implied. Yes. Implied that it was not interesting. Not just inferred, Ian. I'm just backing you up. That was implied. Uh -huh. Not just inferred. The person who gets it wrong the most is given a prize. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, if, and we're going to like, you know, go back and say that that rule has been in place for a while now. So oh, Okay. Nice. Yeah. So I just, I just want to know, like, what do I get? What's, okay. What you get is a in the shape of this enterprise. <laughs> oh my God! How you went back in time and ordered <laughs> start? You are enterprise. I set this all up, and they're mm -hmm. actually already here. Oh, I yeah. have so many of them. Look at this. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.